I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. It's time for Dirt and Sprague. All of a sudden, I, one week, nobody had... Anything down there. It's a new world. I was born too uh, too early. I've never been a fan of the bush, to be honest. Really? Yeah. With Andy Dirt Johnson. I'm going to need some pliers and a uh, set of 30 weight ball bearing. What the hell you need ball bearings for? Oh, come on, guys. It's so simple. Maybe you need a refresher course. It's all ball bearings nowadays. And Brendan Sprague. Only problem is he's got a little bit of Mississippi leg hound in him. If the mood catches him right, he'll grab your leg and just go to town. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want him around if you wear his short pants, if you know what I mean. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith, as there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos that will be a home run, and so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here on the Odyssey app, 99.5 HD2, YouTube.com slash 1080 The Fan, of course, 1080 AM. If you missed the first hour of the show, which extended into the second because, you know, it's Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. The Service Patriots podcast can be found at 1080thefan.com. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash thefan. And the Vancouver Ford text line is 503-864-6326. They choose you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them at vancouverford.com. We'll have to get into in the second hour of the radio program. Uh, Oregon and Liberty Biberty. Liberty Biberty Biberty. The New Year's Day bowl matchup that everybody wants. Catch the fever. It's at 10 a.m., man. I'm fired up for it. Uh, I'm going to ask you real quick. Yeah, what do you got, Bob? What have you learned about Liberty, if anything? Have you dove into Liberty game prep? I have not done any Liberty game prep. I know that their three best players have all opted out of the bowl game and entered the transfer portal. Yikes. Yeah, they have a stud defensive end who was like maybe has NFL potential. He's gone. They had a corner who can play at a power five level. He's also gone. And then they had one guy on, I want to say a wide receiver or something that opted out on offense. That's what I got for you on Liberty. I did a a wacky pre and post game show for us, isn't it? Schultz, I did a Blazer segment today and he said, I didn't watch a second of the game. And then I said, what do you know about Liberty? Nothing. Not not a thing. I. It's Christmas, all right? It's, it's that time Liberty. Of year. It's not yeah. Christmas. It's Liberty. Well, that's... I'm not spending any time diving into Liberty football. I don't care about Liberty football. Really? Liberty football does nothing for me. If they were playing Ohio State, if they were playing Georgia, if they were playing Florida State, if it was an interesting matchup, I'd be all about it. Sure. We'd watch them play. I'm not taking time out of my life to watch Liberty highlights. Uh, Joseph Carter is a linebacker for Liberty Biberty. I think you made that up. I am not. And he said this quote, 
we're a football team. We put our pants on on the same way that they do. And as you know, football can go either way. I trust our team as much as anybody in the country. As long as we come to play our game, I think we can beat anybody. I think you just made that entire thing up. I don't I, think any of that's real. I do not, actually. It's from the local <laughs> news affiliate near Liberty. They have people that actually cover their program? Uh, random. It's <laughs> like a chuckle, actually. That was a good laugh. Well done, Schultz. Linebacker Joseph well Carter done. and wide receiver Aaron Bedgood spoke at the press conference <laughs> okay. on Tuesday. They had a press conference a on Tuesday? Tuesday press conference. They did? Look at that. Good for Liberty. Liberty's the number one rushing team in the country. Okay, that's good for them. I learned that. That's nice. That's a fun little factoid. Right. What am I supposed to do with this? I mean, I think you, you... We keep teasing. Oh, we'll do the previews. We'll do the previews. There is no preview. Nobody cares about this game. No, I mean, the only thing I care about is the Oregon side of it. I care about what young guys are going to play. I care about which freshmen are going to get minutes. I actually watch, if you want to know what I've paid attention to, Yeah, they're, the, Oregon doesn't allow, most programs don't allow freshmen to talk all year. They don't do any press conferences. You can't talk to the media. That changes this time of year because a lot of your big time names are gone. So a lot of their true freshman guys talked to the media for the first time yesterday. Mateo, Blake Purchase, uh, Austin Novosad, and a bunch of guys. Cole Martin, who played a lot in, in the secondary this year as a true freshman. All those guys had their first like press availability, and it was really fun to get to know those guys and to watch them. That is the only argument here. These games don't matter anymore. Half the team has opted out. Troy Franklin's not going to play. That Liberty's best players aren't playing in this game. I don't know how much we're going to see Bo Nix. It's a 10 a.m. kick. I imagine mm. the stadium will be half full, and the ratings probably won't be very good. The only argument and angle you have for me to get me excited, twofold. One, I get to watch Bo play one more time. I'm pumped about that because he's been awesome to watch for two years, and I can't wait to see him again. Two, it is which young guys will play significant snaps, and how do they look? Because it can be a true springboard going into next season. And the guys that I'm most excited to see are Jurion Dickey because everybody behind the scenes has said he came into camp, banged up. He kind of got a slow start to his freshman year. He's gotten better as the year has gone on. Again, no Troy Franklin in the game, so I'd imagine his role will be increased a little bit, especially in the second half. So I'm really excited to see what he can bring. And then next year at running back, Oregon is going to lose Bucky Irving, but Noah Whittington will be back. Uh, James will be back. And so who's that number three back going to be? Now, I'd imagine it's Jaden Lamar, who was a big-time recruit last year from the Seattle area, and he was kind of their number four guy early in the year before Whittington got hurt, and then he moved up to the number three back. I want to see how he looks because... Because I'm, they brought in a transfer in the running back room. He's a six foot two, two hundred pound guy, but he's like a D two guy, and who knows how those work out. I'm excited. He's a big body, but we'll see. Time will tell. But Jaden Lamar end up might having a might end up having a big role in the team next year. So you can obviously go further into that with some of the freshman D tackles and all that. But those guys playing in a game that they can get invaluable experience going forward. That's what I'm excited for for the Fiesta Bowl. Okay, I mean that's a good angle. You at least have an angle. That's my angle. I got nothing on Liberty because I just don't. I don't care you know, about Liberty. It, it's a. It's it, it. really is. I. I truly mean this. It's a good achievement to have a year where your consolation prize is winning the Fiesta Bowl. Like yeah. that matters to people of a certain age or yeah. older. Yeah. Does it not get knocked down a little bit in your mind because you're like you kind of know your team's gonna win? I mean, you're in a lose lose situation. I see. You keep saying. I don't think that's true. You win and you blow them out. Cool. You win. It's not a game that you can brag about, though. It's not a game that you can lean back on and say, yeah, we beat X, but Y, and Z I, I in the I don't think Duck fans, Duck fans are doing that. They are saying, hey, we had a great year. We won the Fiesta If you Bowl. play Georgia and you beat Georgia, no matter how many opt-outs there are, that's a big deal. Whether it's a valid argument or not, because I don't know how many guys on Georgia's team are even playing in their bowl game. If you beat 
Ohio State in a bowl game after a 12-1 season. Again, their quarterback's not playing, so I don't know how much you do, but at least it's a it's a marquee pelt that you can hang on the wall, whether it's valid or not, and Liberty is not that in any way, shape, or form. Schultz, you ditched your dad on Oregon State fandom, and you gravitated towards Oregon. You're a diehard Duck fan. Is your kind of take... Is it kind of the same as Dirts? You're just mainly caring about this game for the youth. Yeah, I, I want. You don't to care see... about the opponent, like. Well, I mean, he brought up Jaden Lamar. Like, I I think the best thing to look for during that game is like how Oregon is using these young guys. Jaden Lamar supposedly, without the throwing ability, could be like the Swiss Army knife, you know, for Dan Letting, like Jack Coletta was at OSU for Jonathan Smith. Going back to Mike Riley, you know, so there's there's some interesting storylines with these young guys that. Unfortunately, I really think that's all there is to talk about during this game. I don't care about Liberty. I don't care that they are undefeated. They're number 23. They're the or- first CUSA team to make. I New don't Year's. give a... That's bullshit. Whatever. It's just it's like an Oregon-Mizzou matchup, an Oregon-LSU matchup. There's so many other Penn State, games. Ohio State, they, Georgia, Florida down, State. Thank you. Go down the damn list in the top 25. Ole Miss. Oregon yeah, play got them. the worst bowl draw of Without the entire season. Well, there's no doubt about that. It's not an exciting thing to tease. I know we're the home. We've got pregame stuff. We're got, You guys are going to be on the pregame. I have not felt any buzz or energy from any duck person in my life at all about this thing. And so I, I just don't know if this is going to be a half-hearted, hey, it's on in the background. And I hope we're up 30 when I look at the screen. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting. I mean, I think fans are still going to watch. I just don't think there's any – there's not a buildup for the game like there have been in, others years, in years past. Well, you keep saying, like, I, you get to watch Bo, and that is 100% true. And I'm still shocked that he's actually going to put himself out there. But he is Mr. College Football. Yes, he is. There's a good chance that he's not playing by the second quarter of this game. If, nope. if Landing and company are pissed off still from that Pac-12 title game, and they should be – they should mop the floor with this team. This should not be a close contest. This is a non-Power 5 team. We just talked about blue chip, you know, top five ratios, where you're at on that. Like, I can't even begin to gather where Liberty versus Oregon is in that department. And so this is just kind of like a an easy slam dunk victory. I will say, though, there is bigger draws you could have had. Georgia, mm-hmm. Ohio State, you named. There's something to say. Florida State's one of these. I don't care about their game anymore. Like their best players are opting out of this game. Oh, no doubt. And about they're going to get housed by Georgia. And then everybody's going to use that as the art. See? See? You're like, wow. Well, oh, we'll see. Georgia's okay. had a lot of guys opt out of their bowl game. But too. Georgia is, they're a better recruiter. They have oh, way more sure. talent than Florida State. Like Florida State's NFL guys are gone. So it's like, I don't know who the hell is going to be playing for them anymore. There is also that when you're in a non playoff game, the opponent name looks good, but these opt outs well, and these draft preparation guys, and I don't blame them, by the way. But it knocks it down a peg, and that's the thing that college football is. That's where they really suffer. Is now oh, for sure losing all of these good players on all of these teams to NFL to transfer port, like all of that stuff is happening. Yeah, I would say I, I think everybody. The reason I can still get somewhat excited is I feel like most teams, like Oregon's unique because Bo's going to play. I don't think he's going to play the entire game. Part of that will be score determined. Part of that is like, just thanks for coming out. I think he wants to play one more game. He's never had the chance to play in a New Year's Six Bowl game in his career. So to get to play in the Fiesta Bowl and have that experience for him, play him for a half, play him for a quarter, I don't care. But they're eventually going to be in the same category. And that's where I think you can still take something from it, is that almost every team has people that opted out. Like Oregon State last year was one of the outliers, where basically all their good guys played and all of the other Florida teams had. It out, right, so it wasn't an even playing field. But when you go into these games, if you were playing, let's say, in Ohio State this week or in the in the Fiesta Bowl on New Year's Day, 
I think there's still an excitement because, yes, Ohio State's had a bunch of guys opt out. So is Oregon. Their starting center, who is the best center in the country, is not playing. Troy Franklin's not yep. playing. Brandon Dorless, I don't believe, is going to play. I didn't see anything on him. I don't know if he's announced that or not. Bucky is both like. Both him and Bucky were. Are playing. they going to play? Yeah, well, I, I would think imagine. Manning said Dorless and Bucky were going to okay. play. Okay. I'd imagine, though, they're not going to play the entire game, oh, right? You're not going to have them out there in the fourth quarter, even if you're playing Ohio State. So you play them in a half or something, right? So you're yeah. you're eventually on the same playing field. And Austin Novosad's going to get a lot of snaps. It's another guy. Like, you've got a crowded quarterback room coming. Gabriel and more. You just signed a kid this morning. So what does Austin Novosad look like? How does he fit into that long-term window? And can he be a developmental piece? Or does he transfer in a year or two? Like, I don't know the answer to any of those questions. And so that's another thing that I'm excited to watch. But that's where when Liberty loses their guys, it's like, yeah, I mean, they had like four good players and they're all gone. But if you have Ohio State, Georgia, Florida State, what, like they're at least a top 10 recruiter. And so you're watching the future in most places of those programs, and that's who you're playing, and you can at least sell me on that. But but opponent matters in bowl games, man. It I does. Think your it does. school is a prime example of this. I don't care how many guys opted out for Notre Dame, which half their damn team did. Nobody's playing for them. But you're still playing Notre Dame. You're still going to turn the game Huge. on. It's going to be the Golden Domers on the field. You're like, hey, this is cool. We're playing Notre Dame. I don't care if it's a third-string quarterback you never heard of before. It's still Notre Dame. And that's the reality that Oregon could have had. It doesn't matter how many guys opt out for Florida State, Georgia, uh, in, any of them, Ohio State. You're still playing Ohio State. You're still playing Georgia. You're still playing Florida State. It's a marquee game and a chance for a marquee win. Whether it's viewed that way around the country or not, as a fan base, there would be much more buying and enthusiasm for the game. They got absolutely hosed in their matchup. I think Let's- this is the clearest way that I can say it i would rather watch oregon play all of the freshmen on georgia's team uh, i mean even lsu yes, let's go down too. to like 16th 17th yeah. 18th ranked team in the that country. would be a funny game schultz it would <laughs> it be would. funny to look down the top 25 and name every team you'd rather play than liberty i don't know if you would stop at any of them i would name you everybody in the top 25 and then add not uh, non-top 25 teams but then they're freshmen only i would literally <laughs> rather watch oregon play their third and fourth that's a good stringers. poll question would you rather watch oregon play liberty. nothing but georgia's freshmen than liberty yes that has so to be a yes it's dumb but at least you can say, hey, we beat Georgia. We lost 49-3 last year. We beat them this year. Let's talk about the other game because they're having the same kind of problem. You did mention it's a marquee matchup in terms of the opponent that Oregon State has, Mm -hmm. but they're also getting a bit of the Florida taste. It's like, hey, Notre Dame, yeah, none of our players that were good this year are playing. What does it mean who Oregon State has and doesn't have? We'll dive into that next coming up on The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Dirt and Sprague gone 1080, The Fan. We're getting to some of the uh, playoff matchups as well. Huskies in Texas, Bama, Michigan. I got a gift basket online on that one with Ken Barkley. Yes, you do. And some NFL to hit on as well. Uh, poll question is up. This one was a good one from Schultze. Would you be more excited to watch Oregon play all of Georgia's freshmen than Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl? Yes or no at Dirt and Sprague? Yeah, they've had a lot of guys uh, either enter the draft or enter the transfer portal at Old Georgia. Uh, Oregon State has Notre Dame in the Sun Bowl. That's right. The Golden Domers coming up in just about a week. And you mentioned it there going into the break. Oh, Notre Dame has had a lot of players opt out of this. That they have. Uh, and you don't blame, again, I don't blame any of these players for choosing draft stock or portal stuff. Like, make your own decisions. You can't, I can't in the same breath say, I'm, I let these kids make their decisions, but then also not acknowledge this does impact bowl season. <laughs> of course it, it does. It makes me not care. In the yeah. same way I told you, like, I know today's a big day in high school recruiting with uh, National Signing Day. What's hard for me is identifying which four or five star is going to stick around. Let's play that fun game. It's it's a hard thing to predict. So it knocks my excitement for it down a peg. Bowl season does this on an infinitely higher level. I am excited to see Oregon State play Notre Dame. It is kind of fun to watch the Golden Domers on my television. That it is. It's also in El Paso. <laughs> and Notre Dame is like half the team that they were this year, which wasn't a bad team, but they weren't a great team. But it's an opportunity to continue to win streak against Notre Dame all time. There's always something to watch for, right? I mean, both these teams got two hands basically tied behind their back. So you have opt-outs all over the place. Half of Oregon State's roster is gone. All of Notre Dame's good players aren't playing in this game. Hartman, their quarterback's not playing in this game. The future quarterback for them, obviously, is not available yet in Riley Leonard. That is the one angle that I would love to see. It'll never happen, but I would love for transfer portal guys to be able to play in bowl games. Get Again, a taste. It'll never happen, but if I tell you Riley Leonard starting for Notre Dame in this game, I'm nervous. If I tell you Dylan Gabriel is going to play the second half for Oregon against Liberty, well, then you have or something Dante to watch Moore for. is going to get some snaps, right? right? Like you got something there. I, again, it'll never happen, but that's my pie in the sky. I would love to see it for the guys that commit early enough in the process. I, I think the whole story here is who do we learn about? Who are the young guys that are like, yeah, who the hell is that guy? I didn't see him much this year because there's going to be some of them for Oregon State. Well, they have two corners that I'll I'll just kind of interrupt you here yeah. on that. Uh, Noble Thomas is practicing for him, getting ready for this game. He's battled injury. <clears throat> and Jaden Robinson, also somebody. So I, I think you're looking at what is the future. I mean, you're looking at cornerback. Sure. Offensive line. No Josh Gray. He's injured. Uh, Fuaga's opting out because he's getting ready for the NFL. You know, they lost maybe the best offensive line coach in the country. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of curious to see what the – that the weird thing with Oregon State, Dirt, is you have things that are returning, and the continuity seemingly will stay the same. Yeah. You didn't lose Will Stein to any jobs. Your defense is intact. It doesn't sound like Taj Lapoy's going anywhere. And, oh, by the way, your head coach is the defensive guy. So what you're looking for I like because it's continuity. It's going to turn over and be the same. This is a weird situation with Oregon State – because they will have a lot of players play that are returning. Right. But not for the coach who's coaching in the game <laughs> and not for any of the staff that's going to be on the staff next year. It's it's a kind of a weird spot. You can look for these guys. I, I love that Dashiell wrote, Oregon State's defense is largely intact outside of 
Easton Mascarenas Arnold, who's gone, and Akili Arnold. So their, their top safety's gone. <laughs> Top and corner's and their gone. top tackler is gone. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's intact, but not intact. It's it's a weird spot Oregon State is in because this coaching staff isn't the coaching staff, and some of these players, you know, they'll come back, but I don't know how it's all going to sort itself out once the new staff gets in place. And it's kind of a bummer of this game, but I get why he didn't do it. I wish Trent Bray was coaching because I think that's a whole other angle of just clock management, how aggressive is he going to be on fourth downs. Like, every coach has a different DNA, and they go about things a different way, and I would love to see how Trent Bray handles certain moments in this game, whether it's a blowout, whether it's a close game. He has learned something at least, but again, I get it. He's got signing day in Portal, and he's got a lot on his plate, so I understand why he's not. I, I think the main guy you're watching for here, and I know Oregon State fan has their sights set a little set a little bit higher. Maybe it's a Malik Murphy. Maybe it's somebody else that we're not talking about yet. Maybe it's Ty Thompson. I don't know. Uh, but there's a chance that Ben Goldbranson's your starting quarterback next year. There's a chance that that's the case. Now, he won a lot of games for you last year, won your bowl game for you last year. So the guy's played a ton, but we haven't seen him play in a calendar year. Did he get into a game at all this year? Uh, I don't believe he did. He might have got into the Stanford game because they housed Stanford like 62 to something. I think he they actually I think he played two possessions in that one. He had he attempted one pass against Stanford for yeah. six yards. So he was one for one for six yards on the season. So I know you've seen him before, so it's not a freshman, it's not a new face, but we haven't seen him take a significant snap in a year since the Vegas Bowl last year, and so what does he look like? What kind of offense are you going to run? Well, they, they're still trying to battle and get Malik Murphy, so yep. if Malik Murphy comes to Corvallis, he will be the starting quarterback. Yes. What's funny about that, though, is if that happens, your last two bowl victories are from the quarterback who wasn't the starter, and it's the same guy who's the backup. <laughs> who you won't hand the job to because he's evidently not good enough, and you got to move on. I, I, I hope I'm rooting like hell for yeah. him. I, I want to see they, they have some young guys to watch for. It's a little different at Oregon State than it is Oregon, obviously. But I'm I'm excited the opportunity to go three and zero against Notre Dame all time. Yeah, and dude, it's Notre Dame. It, that, it's always big to beat Notre Dame. It is that that game is sold out. And I'm not saying Oregon State fans not going to it, but I'm just gambling on that Notre Dame is largely the reason for the sellout. Yeah, it would be hilarious to send all of those people to El Paso, Texas, to watch their team lose. Yes, it would. To a team that is significantly <laughs> out-recruited <laughs> by them. Yes, it would. I actually, I mean, I, I think it's a great way. Look, winning and losing bowl games doesn't matter a ton for most teams, right? Like, if my team loses, it's a national embarrassment. You can't lose to Liberty. If your team loses, everybody will get it. Like, look what we went through. Our coach left. It's. I remember when Oregon played in the in the Vegas Bowl after Taggart left, and Crystal Ball had his first game, and all the guys opted out. They got drilled by Boise State. You just never know what kind of mentality your team's going to be in. But I will say, for what everything that Oregon State has been through, doesn't change your future, doesn't change the circumstances, it's still bleak, it's still dark, at least it's a ray of sunshine and yeah. a thunderstorm of like, hey, look at that, we won nine games this year and we beat Notre Dame in a bowl game. Unless you don't, and then Notre Dame beats you with their backups and you're like, oh. I mean, there's a good chance that happens. And there's absolutely, I'm not going to dismiss that chance, I don't even know what the spread of that game is. That's one of the games I actually haven't looked at lines-wise. Let me pull it up. I'd assume Oregon State is favorite no Notre Dame no I want to say when I did the bowl, what was Notre Dame last time you saw it I I wanted to say it was like 10 but maybe was I'm misremembering uh no six and a half Notre Dame six and a half I mean that's a juicy little number to take yeah but I I don't know man like I'm I'm excited for them I hope all those players that stuck it out they got their guy they're gonna be there next year they're gonna get this playing time go out and operate and and finish this thing off like that's kind of my goal it's it's a real big bummer by the way 
massive bummer and weird handling of this whole Damian Martinez situation. It is, because if you had him, at least you'd have one guy you could hang your hat on, and you don't have that. And it's National Signing Day for high schoolers. This is why I tell you my excitement knocked down a peg. Oregon just landed Kansas State safety Kobe Savage. That's a big one. It's maybe the biggest. He's second team all Big 12. I know what he is. Mm -hmm. I know what he's going to be, and I bet he's going to fit perfectly into a Dan Lanning defense. To me, and Elijah Rushing, I know, is a part of this recruiting class. He could be a monster. I'm, I think Kobe Savage is a, maybe the biggest win for them today. That's a transfer guy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's a weird balance of you need to build up high school recruits with this. This is what it is. But also, like, you bring in these key guys in key positions. That could be the biggest pickup for Oregon in the offseason. It was at a position of need. They needed a safety. Their safety play was not great, especially in pass coverage last year. He's a guy that's better against the pass, and that's a big-time pickup, no doubt. Uh, Update on the Sun Bowl poll question that me and Schultz got into yesterday. Who is the bigger deal? Tony the Tiger or the Frosted Flake itself? Tony the Tiger running away with it, 70.8% beating the Frosted Flake. The thing you actually buy to eat lost to the mascot of the thing you want to eat. Okay. All right. You know what? I'm not right about everything, and I'm still riding high on my Kronoff win. So no, can, can, I, can I say, <laughs> good. You, you don't need to, like, say, oh, I, I lost. Who cares? It's a dumb poll question. Stand by your opinion, Schultz. No, Stand I, it, by I, your man. I don't even think it's the worst take. I just think Tony's got such a reputation. Is there another food item that is outflanked by the mascot of the food item in, in, in our world? Ooh, well, I would have said Aunt Jemima, but that's racist now. So I don't think you can. I don't think they sell that anymore. The uh, the syrup because that was literally in the shape of Aunt Jemima at one point when we were it was, kids. Yeah, yeah. The syrup came. But in. But you didn't buy Aunt Jemima unless you needed syrup for waffles and pancakes. There's a million cereals, and people may be saying they buy Frosted because they see Tony, and they're like, "Well, it's great." I Tony mean, the, the Tiger, l- Lucky Charms guy. Uh, see, I don't even. Remember I would say Miss Buttersworth was more popular than Aunt Jemima. Okay. Yeah, Buttersworth's good. Buttersworth is yeah. a little bigger, and you know, it's just built. Oh, it's <laughs> magically thick. delicious. I mean, it's two well, C's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that booty. Here's here's another one. I'm lazy. I, I like to. I like to do biscuits once in a while. I'm lazy though. I won't home make my biscuits. Is the Doughboy bigger than pills like the biscuits? Yes. Yeah, yes. I'll give you that one. Woo-hoo! That guy's more record. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. You rub his little belly button. He's laughing. He's giggling. Uh, let's go back to my uh, youth. Is the mitten on Hamburger Helper bigger than the helper? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just thinking about the Family Guy cutaway where the uh, the less uh, the less smart mitten is the Cheeseburger Helper guy. Um, yes, I'd say probably that. That's not appropriate. I'm for trying radio. to think of like food <laughs> items that have mascots that might be the most popular part uh, of the that's food. A good one. I'm having a hard time even like thinking of yeah, like good food mascots that would overshadow it because there's big ones, but none of like like uh, Mr. Peanut got texted in. That's a good one. That's not bad. Like Colonel Sanders was the first thing that popped into my head, but he's he's bigger than the chicken. Uh the Tricks Rabbit, which I always wanted to eat Tricks. By the way. Because of the rabbit? Yeah, tricks, well, are tricks are for kids. kids. Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying I wanted the Tricks rabbit to actually eat Tricks. Because they're not just for kids. They're for whoever the hell has the money to buy them. I always thought Kicks did the wrong thing. They were like, kid dusted, mother approved. I'm like, I don't want to eat the thing my mom wants me to eat. No, that's not good. That's yeah, not a good endorsement. Your parents don't want you to eat this. Now I'm all in. Give me the whole box. Give me all the sugars. That's right. Uh, all right, there's the update. Uh, Oregon State plus the six and a half. I'm all in. God, Go- I hope they win. It's going to be really depressing if they lose that Early game. morning Friday game next Friday. I know. 
Just win the game. 11 a.m. kick in El Paso, Texas. I want to be 3-0 and against Notre Dame. It's a hell of a, hell of a record. Uh, we have more bowl games to preview. We got the NFL to talk about. We're spreading the line today, aren't we? Or are we just going to tweet those out? No, we'll spring the line today. Okay, sure. We, we don't have Swag's picks, though. we got to get Swag's picks. He's three hours behind us. It's 4 a.m. He's not awake. I'm sending a text right now. Okay. Let's go, Swagard. He told me to specifically, if I had any issues in the morning, try to plan ahead and make sure I had those issues the <laughs> evening before the show. Think of the issues the night before yeah. and call me the night before. Like when I can't move it. Yeah. Well, Based on I'm... the photo I got, Schultz, he got house last night. He's having fun in Hawaii. He enjoyed a cocktail Hell or yeah. eight at the uh, Waikiki uh, Hotel Bar and Lounge is what I'm guessing. Waikiki is heaven. That is my heaven. So I'm very jealous of him. Really? I think Maui's better. Um, uh, I maybe I just like the city feel, but like the Marriott. See, that's hotel. my thing. I want. I don't want a city on the beach feel. I don't know, man. Looking at looking across my my hotel balcony at Waikiki Beach and seeing all the talent there, <laughs> it's like that is where I belong. Thank you. Look at this. Look at that. Yep. You have a podcast story to share at some point about your personal life. <laughs> Everybody at the fan talks about it. We all just want it. I want With the D. Oh, I want all the details. You are a connoisseur of strip clubs. And I want them now. You're looking out your balcony. What did you say? Eyeing the talent and I want some of that. What did you just say? I said that it's a it's a great view. It was like, yes, please. I w- probably, I don't know. I want some of that. I got to go back and listen. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> you blacked out, didn't you? I did. You need to do a podcast. So happy Schultz's Personal Deets. <laughs> Episode one. The yeah. dirt was Schultz. Yeah, uh, like let's continue the preview before we get Schultz in trouble. We'll spray the line at 830. Dirt spray back with more on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This is Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Hey, welcome back in. 741 on your Wednesday morning. Brenda Lee. Big Brenda Lee fan. How are you not? Did she do anything I think other than Christmas music? I've never listened to a Brenda Lee non-Christmas song. 
I would assume so, but she this year for the first time like got number one record in music. She did? Yeah, like this song became it's become a cult classic obviously. She's still alive. Yeah. She's still ticking. Yeah. 79. They were saying how she had just set history. That's pretty badass. I can't remember how long it's been since she did this song. Some of the most successful songs of hers include Sweet Nothings, I'm Sorry, I Want to Be Wanted. I feel like Sweet Nothings is one. We probably have some listeners that are like, oh, yeah, man, Brenda Lee's got a catalog. Like, how do you not know that? But this Come one on. recorded all the way back in 1958. She is 79 years old. So yeah. 79, man. Going strong. Um, a couple of good thoughts came in on the bigger mascot than the food item. You want a fun fact real quick? Yeah, what do you got? You know when Clark gets stuck in the attic? And he's watching the old films before he gets thrown down. Yes. <laughs> yes. Do you know that it's exactly this year, the same gap between him and that time and those films and us and that movie being made? Oh, stop it. <laughs> I just... All right, cool. I feel Did you see... I had one of those yesterday. Me. Did you see who... I, you guys didn't watch. I, I didn't watch it either. Uh, did you see who st- were the starting quarterbacks in the bowl game last night? Uh, yeah, I did. I felt really old, and I told my brother-in-law, who's a Dolphins fan, and he couldn't believe it. It was UTSA, and who were they playing again? Marshall. Marshall. The Thundering Herd. It was Chad Pennington's kid, <laughs> and who was it? Was Josh McCown's Josh kid. Josh McCown's kid. It was a McCown versus a Pennington kid-kid quarterback battle. You wait till we get a Manning versus Brady in a bowl game. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> Talk about feeling old. That's just brutal. Um, some thoughts that came in, though, on the mascot, the Jolly Green Giant. Oh, that's a good one. That's Outflanks a good one. the vegetables. Nobody gets excited about vegetables. Uh, could the Kool-Aid Man yeah. came in. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Captain Crunch came in. Captain Crunch is a great Crunchitize one. Crunchitize me, Captain. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of cereal ones that you could probably point to. What about Jimmy Dean and his sausage? Give me some Jimmy Dean sausage. That's a pretty good one. It's yeah. hard to... I, I enjoy their commercials. So do I. And if no, I need to make... No, dude, uh, get right to the meat. <laughs> that's Thank a good you. commercial. Uh, I love no. meat. <laughs> if I make biscuits and gravy, I just go grab the one-pound Jimmy Dean sausage every time. That's, how, that's what you go to, yeah. What I about do the Marlboro Man? Yeah. Well, Marlboro Man. Back, I, don't, I mean, it's been a while, but that guy... Now he, we're all soft. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, Obama. Can't, can't advertise any of that crap anymore anywhere. <laughs> It's America. What happened? We found out what it does to you is what happened. Yeah, we can still eat ourselves to death. Somebody's had a fun fact. You're Brenda, not wrong Brenda there, Lee actually. was uh, 13. You get a free airplane ride now. You do. With an extra seat. On if Southwest. They give you double the seats if you're big enough. Yeah. All right. What the hell happened there? I'm going to start pounding some more cheeseburgers so I get a little more elbow room. I, that was an interesting decision. To give away free seats on an airline? Yeah. Yeah. You think it'd go the other way of if you're that big, we're going to charge you need more you, yeah, need you to pay because you're too. causing us to use more fuel. Was that the thing originally? No, but if you were going to make a decision one way or the other, that's probably the way that I would have made the decision. Have either of you ever sat next to an overweight person on a plane? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, like to the point where they're on you, essentially. Yeah. It's not fun. It, no, no. Not for fun. S- four hours going to Dallas-Fort Worth, I'm pretty sure my back is still tweaked from that four years ago. <laughs> it's like, you, I'm sorry, like you are a human, you exist, but... We need to look at the facts of this situation here. We had, don't fit together. This is not my ex- fault. I did not yeah. do this. This no. is not my fault. I had an experience like that, but it, it'll never beat the Korean man on the 13-hour flight from <laughs> Seattle to South Korea that took his socks and shoes off. Hey, get comfy, man. Oh, you got to be on there for a while. And farted like eight times <laughs> as he was asleep. That's offensive. Let it go, dude. He's watching Home Alone on an airplane, <laughs> smelling a Korean fart. It's great. How are the Korean farts? Are they good? 
A little spicy. A little spicy. Yeah. A little spicy. I'm a big fan of Korean foods. I don't know. You know oh, yeah. I like Korean food. Maybe the farts are good, too, coming spicy. out. You never know what it's going to smell like. Yeah. Um, Cat pervert. I'm going to try and get back on the clock here. We went a little long That's in the last segment. Yeah, I've, I've destroyed the show. <laughs> That's I trying, think is what happened. Try and get back on yeah, track here. Sorry. I do want to talk about the college football playoff games because we have not talked much about them. So we got to we got to uh, preview those quickly. We'll do that coming up in the next segment. We are going to spray the line today. It is our last show before the holiday break. So get your fake sponsors in. We're going to spring the line at 8.30. Got a couple of NFL news and notes to get to, including uh, the big game on Monday night, which I'm very excited for in San Francisco and Baltimore. Uh, we still got a lot to get to. Let's talk a little college football playoff next on The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours... The energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All star closer, Kenley Jansen. We have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Dirt and Sprague gone 1080, The Fan. All right, let's talk some college football playoff. Uh, should be noted the uh, progress to flipping Jeremiah McClellan, mentioned name earlier, looks like it's going to happen. Oregon's going to get him, looks, the wide receiver. Looks like it. There you go. Uh, so keep an eye on that. Signing day continues. Uh, Nimick with an interesting quick blurb here. I retweeted yeah. it at Dirt and Sprague. How much did Jonathan Smith uh, leaving Oregon State hurt in recruiting? 90 commitments since November 25th. They rank 109th. For context and comparison, Washington State in the Pac-2 with them didn't lose their coach. They're 63rd. Yeah, that's also not counting. I mean, I know that, that they had a wide receiver and obviously Cam Ward left, but some of their other guys, like you could have had a, a mass exodus on that roster probably too, and it didn't quite happen in the transfer portal either. And then Smith has flipped a few of those. Oregon State, he got Velling to yes. transfer over, Childs to transfer over. And I actually just read a uh, thing on him on, uh, I want to say 24-7, done a Pretty good job considering the timeline of how mm-hmm. all of this has happened in the last couple of weeks for him. I mean, I'd be really curious to see how the next two years go for him. Uh, if I only gave you one playoff game to watch, which one would you pick? I have to. I have to go Texas Washington local angle. You got to go UW. I think you have to, whether you hate the Huskies or indifferent on the Huskies or root for them. I I, I think it has to be the local team, a local ish team, the team yep. in the Northwest against a pretty powerful offensive juggernaut who's being coached by the former Washington coach. I think it's that one. Because, again, I think whoever wins the Bama-Michigan game, mm-hmm. everybody's going to pick to win the title. Yes, although it will be interesting if Texas wins the game and Alabama wins and you get a rematch and Texas already won in Tuscaloosa. You're not wrong, but, but people right. are going to zig yeah. on that zag because, well, they, they won the last one, so Bama's going to get the payback. It'd be like the LSU championship game. They beat them in the regular season, and sure. then they lose the title game, and, oh, Bama's better. It's like, yeah. well, it was 1-1. They also lost the game, yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm voting Texas-Washington. I, I don't think we'll get nearly as high amount of points as people think, but I think it'll be in the low 30s, mm. which is kind of a sweet spot. You get some good offense, yeah. and then you get some defensive stops once in a while. 
maybe most of America votes Bama, Michigan, because that may be the national championship to some, but I'm going to take Texas UW. Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like, and maybe I'm totally wrong on this, I couldn't have been more wrong on the playoff last year. So take everything I'm going to say with a grain of salt. I thought well, Mich- nobody had TCU. I thought Michigan was going to kill TCU, and I thought Georgia was going to kill Ohio State, and Georgia was lucky to win, and Michigan lost outright to TCU. Uh, I actually think if there's a game that has a chance to get lopsided, it is the Alabama-Michigan game. In Al- with Alabama winning that way, like I just I look really? at this, I look at this, you don't think Michigan could house Alabama? I don't. I would be shocked if that happened. Like floored head sewn to the carpet, shocked if Alabama gets <laughs> if they get good reference. I mean, I'm wearing the jersey. I got to go that way. If if Michigan blows out Alabama, yeah, that's that's the most surprising outcome to me of the entire playoff. I think nobody has of sca- the entire of the playoff? entire playoff. Utah beating Bama in the national championship. No, game. not not as surprising as Michigan blowing out Alabama, not winning the game, blowing out Alabama. Wow. Like I just I don't see how that happens. Uh, again, famous last words. Now Michigan's going to kill them. I just I look at the matchups of. Alabama, you know, Michigan's strength is running the football. They want to be physical at the line of scrimmage. That's how they beat people. Like, Alabama can go toe-to-toe there with anybody in the country. Yeah, are you going to out-physical Alabama? No, you're not. So you're going to need J.J. McCarthy to make some plays. And maybe Milrow's not good enough with his arm, and that's why Michigan wins a close game. But I think that game has a chance of, like, they bottle up the run. McCarthy panics. All the pressure of losing back-to-back playoff games starts to mount as the game goes on. Next thing you know, you look up and you're like, damn, they're down by 20 again. Thanks for coming, Michigan. I think Texas Washington is going to be a fantastic football game. I do too. I think they have. I think each team has warts and has weaknesses that the other ones can take advantage of. Texas's secondary is not very good. Washington should be able to throw the ball on them. Vice versa. Washington's defense. I'm not going to overreact to one game. Largely has not been very good this year, and it's been kind of a weakness of their team. And I think Texas is going to be able to move the ball on them. Mm. I know Worthy got hurt in the second half of the Big Twelve title game, and I, they haven't said anything on his status. They, it was his. X-rays were negative at, yeah. in the game, and it sounds like there's going to be enough time here because we take a month off from He's got football. a month to get healthy for that game. I, I would be a little surprised if he didn't play. I mean, you're talking about Quinn Ewers, one of the best quarterbacks in the country, and Xavier Worthy and A.D. Mitchell are probably the best combination of wide receivers that they have seen all year, and they've seen some good ones in USC and Oregon, had some good wide receivers, but Xavier Worthy and A.D. Mitchell, if Worthy is healthy, that's as good as it gets in the country, and I think people kind of forget about that, and so I, th- I think this has the chance for fireworks. You break it down a million different ways, but most of those games come down to who's got the ball last, who makes a dumb turnover, where's there a big penalty in a key situation to either extend the drive or stop a drive, who misses a field goal, like, that's what these kind of games end up getting decided on, and I can't wait for that game. I'm hoping to see a Roma Dunes a big game from him so the rest of America that still maybe hasn't paid enough attention to him can see how truly gifted and special he is. Uh, what is your likelihood of winners out of this deal? Like percentage breakdown? Like you, I think you're picking, it sounds like you're picking Alabama over Definitely Michigan. taking Alabama okay, over so Michigan. Okay, so would you put Alabama number one most likely to you to win the title? I would. So who's second? God, that's a good question. And then who's third and who's fourth? Is you dub fourth on that? I mean, I know if we could remove the green and yellow for a second. Yeah, I think I would go one Bama, two Texas, three Washington, four Michigan. And the not, least amount, not not that you don't respect it, but like of the four, I you, think it's a matchup wise, right? If like if yeah. Michigan was playing Texas, I don't know if I'd feel the same way about them, or if Michigan was playing Washington, I don't know if I'd feel the same way about I them. I was really wanting that. Matchup. They have to play Alabama Texas, in the first Michigan, game or Washington, Michigan, and maybe I'm right. overreacting too much to Bama winning one game because the week before they beat Georgia, they should have lost the Iron Bowl and they wouldn't have been in the college football playoffs. So maybe I'm overreacting too much to one game. There's just an aspect of like you give Nick Saban a month to prepare. Good luck, well, dude. But Good you know, luck. What's, what's funny, I was going to throw that at you. So it's a Saban situation, which we don't want to gamble against. They have Harbaugh. 
But what's weird about that to me is as much as I respect Harbaugh's football acumen and knowledge and coaching ability because he's proven it time and time again, he only coached three games and we have removed any of the cheating left. And Alabama, by the way, added a Michigan staffer that they had to fire because they got caught cheating. Yes. So it sounds kind of disrespectful to Harbaugh given his pedigree, but I also I kind of lean on that too. Like yeah. Saban with a month against a team that's like McCarthy's not the worst, but I don't think he's truly special. Yeah. And like if they can't run the ball with Blake Corum, what are they? Right. Third and eight? This, Third and ten? Yeah, it's exactly what happened two years ago when they played Georgia. Now, this Alabama team is not that Georgia team, so I'm not making that connection. And I think Michigan at quarterback is slightly better because he's better than the dude that they uh, – Cade McNamara. I think McCarthy's an upgrade from him. But that's what happened in that game. They couldn't run the football. You put the ball in your hands of a quarterback who's a little untrustworthy, who's not necessarily one of the best in the country. He's good, serviceable, but not one of the truly elite guys. And he can't beat a defense like that on his own. I don't know if they have the weapons on the outside to do it either. Whereas on the other side, I do trust Saban. I trust Alabama winning up front. Their offensive line was terrible for the first half of the season. That was one of their big problems. And then they got in the SEC title game, and they bullied Georgia up front. And there's just a there's an aspect. They of, only won the game by three, too, right? I know they did, but that's also – Georgia hadn't lost a game in two years. Georgia, to everybody was the best team in the country, so I'm not going to criticize only a three-point win. When I see somebody do that up front to Georgia – those are the horses. Like I, mean, I just that's the best team that's the biggest and strongest team in the country and they I have, might be the best team in the country still and they're not they in the could. playoff. They could they just lost the game and they had a fluky turnover in that game and maybe they win it if they don't have that fluky turnover. So I don't know. I I have a hard time there. I I think the matchup for Texas Washington though comes down to can Washington stop the run of Texas? They did it against Oregon, but mm. at times this year they really struggled against the run. If you allow Texas to be balanced, I just good luck stopping that offense cuz they're that good and vice versa. We, Washington has won games lately. It's funny how it's always the same theme, but they won the, the Pac-12 championship game, in my mind, because of their ability to run the football, which I didn't see coming, and that's why I think they won that game. Penix was awesome, made some unbelievable throws. Odunze was great. Them running the football to keep Oregon balanced and having to bring extra bodies up and all that. Texas has one of the best defensive lines in the country. Like, award, Go look at the awards and the All-American teams. Their D-tackles are, are as good as anybody's in college football. If they can bottle up Washington on first down, put Penix into those long yarded situations, I think that's the advantage for Texas. Well, see, and, and, and certainly the defenses of these two teams is going to be pivotal. Of which one can get a stop at a right time or which one can create a turnover. I, I kind of think it boils down to as simple as this. Which coach on the sideline is going to expose the other weaknesses? Yeah. Is DeBoer... Who's what? Was he? Is he eighteen and and one? What is his record? He's, uh, what were they? Ten and two last year and thirteen but, and zero this there year. was something like his last like uh, they, nine games or whatever it was. I can't remember. But he's only. I mean, obviously they went thirteen and zero this year. They have not lost a game since the Arizona State game last year. I mean, that's in, that's an insane run. Mm-hmm. And and my point on that is, can he? As much as we give the compliment to the defensive uh, lineman of Texas. It ain't like Oregon had chump change on the defensive line, and they're not quite that good. But they, yeah, they, they had a good defensive line. Yeah, and they had a couple possessions where they caused some some havoc. But they they largely got the ball out quick, and they were able to kind of surprise people with how they were moving those guys. Mm-hmm. It just it it might be as simple as what does Sark scheme up versus what does DeBoer scheme up, right? Totally. Who exposes the weaknesses? And and for all the UW defensive uh, weaknesses, and statistically they're there. I mean, it's it's so corny, but it's true. They just they they show up in the spots they need to. Mm-hmm. Their cornerback play is good. I thought their their front seven played better as the year went on. And so I, I you know Texas has secondary weaknesses, and 
We'll see what the health of Worthy is when he's actually out there having to run. And I'm curious to watch so many aspects of that game. Whereas I look at the other and I just go, physical. Who's winning the line of scrimmage? Okay, they're going <laughs> to win that game between Michigan and Bama. 20-17 to 17 final, run the football. Yeah, and I, I, that's certainly an important <laughs> thing in Texas-Washington, but I just think yeah. there's a little more nuance and other things surrounding that matchup Agreed. than those those two lines and how they go against each other. Last thought on this. We can carry this over a little bit, too, in the final hour for one because we're already we're in, in the, the final, final hour. hour yeah. um, I, there was something that was brought up for the Pac-12 title game that I thought was valid, and it reared its ugly head. Washington was more battle-tested than Oregon, and when yes. you get into these tight, uncomfortable games, Oregon, to their detriment and to their credit they only played two close games all year they blew everybody else out it was texas tech and washington every other game was a multi-score game essentially in the fourth quarter um and texas has not been that way this year so i washington had that advantage over oregon texas had to go in alabama and win they had the red river shootout rivalry whatever they call that stupid game now they had close games essentially down the stretch they were the i thought they were the big 12 huskies to be honest they were their quarterback got hurt and they had they barely beat houston they barely beat kansas state they barely beat tcu all those were tight uncomfortable games in the fourth quarter of oh god pucker factor if we lose our season's over so they're battle tested in that regard as well uh your thoughts on the game welcome 503-864-6326 and uh, we'll read some thoughts to start the final hour spring the line at 8 30 a couple other bowl game thoughts some NFL thoughts as well as we wrap up our year. It's our last hour of radio before the end of the year, and it starts next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 